has come to our family. Hi everyone, welcome to Daniel K's Let's Plays. Today we're playing Darkest Dungeon. I all my years in that ancient, rumor-shadowed manner. Fattened by decadence and luxury. And yet I began to tire of conventional extravagance. Singular unsettling tales suggested the mansion itself was a gateway to some fabulous and unnameable power. With relic and ritual, I've been towards the excavation and recovery of those long-buried secrets. Exhausting what remained of our family fortune on swarthy workmen and sturdy shovels. At last, in the salt-soaked crags beneath the lowest foundations, we unearthed that damnable portal of antediluvian evil. Settled the ancient earth. But we were in a realm of death and madness. In the end, I alone fled laughing and wailing through those blackened arcades of antiquity. Until consciousness failed me. You remember our venerable house? Opulent and imperial. It is a festering abomination. I beg you, return home, claim your birthright, and deliver our family from the ravenous clutching shadows of the darkest dungeon. Hello. Like I say, we're playing Darkest Dungeon. This is a game from some time. I don't know. This is a bit of an experiment. This is a bit of an old-fashioned podcast experiment. This is uh, back in the days when I just sat down with a Game Boy and I recorded with one microphone the game audio and also my audio. I guess in the same way I'm doing the Pikmin playthrough. In as much as it can be said that I'm doing a Pikmin playthrough at the moment. Yeah, uh, this is just a game I've become a little bit obsessed with. I'm not that good at it and I'm not that far into it. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying Darkest Dungeon. So we're just gonna put like a little four-person team together and go investigate a bit of a dungeon somewhere, you know? Um, let's see. Maybe in future episodes, if there are any future episodes, I will like organize the team and decide which dungeon to explore before hitting record. And then I'll just catch, catch you all up. So this is the ancestor who we're listening to. He's like, you know, he's the one who, like, the the main character is not really a character in this game. It's it's us. We're the main character. Uh, like, the person who's making decisions about who who should go together in a team and what dungeon to go to, and that's it. And just kind of watching as, as the team of four goes through the dungeon. And then like making decisions about what attacks to use or whatever. But all through it all, our ancestor, our father, our grandfather, our granduncle, I don't know. Whoever we're the heir to, uh, is, is telling us all about the, the stuff 
all about the stuff that he did. And he's not a good guy. He did some bad stuff to a lot of people before he, uh, he, you know, made a pact with the old gods or whatever and, and made everything really miserable in, uh, in his old house and in the town and in all the places around it. And so our job is to kind of, you know, maybe try and kill some of the monsters, maybe try and throw holy water on some of the ungodly artifacts. And, but to do that kind of thing, you've got to get deep into the dungeons or in, in around this area, you know? Uh, it's, it's kind of like a, a cove, like a water-themed dungeon. Uh, there's a ruins, like an old sort of ruins-themed dungeon. There's like a mushroom forest-themed dungeon. And like, each week there'll be different things to do in those areas and you choose where to go. And you can choose what different things you do, and each will have like a reward attached to it. Like, oh, if you do this, you'll get, you'll get this much money. Um, you'll get this many items, which will help you upgrade the town, and then you'll get this special trinket, which can be used to, to up to like to if if a if a hero character holds onto the trinket, then they'll be you know maybe plus ten speed, at the cost of, you know, plus ten percent stress incurred or whatever. Um. Oh, probably the first thing I'll show you in, the, in this game is, um, let's just go to the graveyard, view our fallen heroes. So, so far, this is everybody who's died. Dismas, who is the starting character, died in week two. <laughs> uh, week two is the first real, like, it lets you go out and choose where to go. The week one is just the tutorial. So, the first mission, I lost the main character, Dismas. Uh, Bry, a Seeker Vestal, had a heart attack due to unsustainable stress. So yes, yeah, stress is a big deal in this game. The, the heroes go into dungeons and they have fights, they get hit by monsters, they take damage, bad stuff happens to them. They have bad interactions with parts of the, you know, elements of the dungeon, curios, interesting things, and they incur stress. It might say like, oh, 15 stress, oh, 10 stress, 5 stress if it's just like an attack or something, or like 35 stress if it's a bad boss attack or if it's a, a bad curio interaction. If they did the wrong thing to a, to a weird old altar they found. Uh, and when your stress gets over 100, um, your, uh, your, the, 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 like the, the sanity of the hero is tested and they might become afflicted with a, a negative afflic affliction, like they'll they'll start to go crazy and see monsters in the in the, uh, the corner of their eyes, and so their stress, the amount of stress that they take will go up, and they'll also stress other people out, or they might not be able to shoot straight, or they might have some other bad thing. Now, there's a small chance that they can become like, like transcendent, that they'll actually, you know, come out of this terrible experience doing really well and they'll be able to reduce other people's stress or maybe like give other people buffs and stuff but that hardly ever happens then uh, so that's that w once stress gets to a hundred the resolve is tested and the hero might become afflicted or or um, transcendent um, but once stress gets up to 200 they have a heart attack and die um, yeah so that's what happened to Bry a seeker vestal Vestal is like a healer slash clubber. No, I mean they use a spiked club to hit people. They're like a cleric. Uh, Dismas is 
who's a highman, highwayman, an apprentice highwayman, met their end against a bone defender. So a skeleton attacked them, and they were they were, they were killed. Vesely, a seeker man at arms, bled out, so he bled to death. Brian PC was an occultist who succumbed to blight. Uh, and Sniff, who was a crusader, had a heart attack due to unsustainable stress. Sniff, named after the little creature from the Moomin Troll stories. So one, two, three, four, five heroes have died so far. Um, there's like t- 21 empty spaces in my town, so I can I have space for 21 people to come and live, who I can send out to dungeons. And each week, new people arrive on a cart. I've upgraded the cart so that each week I get three new people. Um, and I've had to upgrade the town a little bit to be able to fit 21 heroes in it. But heroes are not equal. Some are level 0, some are level 2. Uh, some have stress, some have diseases. They've all got negative or positive quirks. Um, and they've all got different strengths and weaknesses. So a lot of this game is choosing your party. But before we choose the party, let's choose where to go. Let's, uh, let's see. Okay. So the locations I could send people to are the Darkest Dungeon. And even when I hover over the Darkest Dungeon, my, my little roster of heroes start to say stuff. They go like, this quest is beyond my experience, says Troy. N- no, not me, says Troy. It's suicide, suggests Troy. I wouldn't last a minute, says whoever this person is. Uh, so we're not going to go to the Darkest Dungeon, because everybody hates that idea. Um, there's the Ruins, which are sort of next to the Darkest Dungeon, and that, that's like the starting area, that's the first quest you go to, probably. Uh, test yourself in the mad realm of your fallen ancestor. Take note of how the creatures have taken over, but don't delve too far. Um, we could go to the Warrens, uh, which is like tunnels uh, underneath a hill where our old, where the ruins are, and it's full of like pigmen, like pig monsters have taken over the tunnels in the Warrens. There's the Weald, which is the mushroom forest. Uh, snapped bones and tainted human hides are the, sp- are the spore of a vile cannibalistic hag for all that is good destroy her. So that's a boss mission. Uh, kill the, the wizened hag. It's a medium length apprentice dungeon. So we could do that. If we went and killed the wizened hag we would get a oh, a very rare trinket. Hell's hairpin for the hellion. I like the hellion. I like hellions a lot. 10% crit if torch is below 25. 15% accuracy if torch is below 25. Minus 10% debuff resistance and bleed resistance. So that's actually not a good trinket because I never let the torch get low. I don't like it. Um, we could go to a short uh, mission. A skirmish. Complete 100% of room battles in the Warrens. And we would get sturdy boots for a musketeer which is just move resistance, which I don't care about. Oh, uh, the, another place we could go is the Cove, which we've never been to before. And if we do that, we would get Flash Fire Gunpowder. 10% damage ranged skills. Very common trinket. Not that interesting. Um, we could get a Quickening Satchel. Plus 2 speed for Grave Robbers. Not that interesting. We could get... What's this... A Lock of Fury for the Abomination. 10% damage, 3% speed, minus 10% max HP. That could be okay. 
Uh, oh. I think maybe I should go to the cove. Even though all I'm getting is this flash fire gunpowder and, and $3,000, it could be good to go to a place I've never been to. Uh, one second, let me go to... We need to have a quick little break. Alright, I'm back. Let's see. Okay. Hello again. Let's, where, where were we? What was happening? Oh yeah, Darkest Dungeon. Groovy. Yeah, so let's go to the cove. Um, who am I going to take to the cove? So, the cove is full of fish monsters. I've never been there. I don't know how to fight them. All I know about fish monsters is they're difficult to, uh, to, to affect with bleed attacks. And so this is a short, this is a short dungeon, so it'll go fine. We won't have any problems, but I'll be surprised by mechanics I've never encountered before and trinket interactions and stuff. So, uh, if we can't bleed these enemies, we might want to blight them. There's two different types of damage over time that you can apply to enemies. Bleed and blight. And different types of heroes are good at doing different things. Um, maybe I'll just read you through the roster of heroes that we have at our disposal. The last thing that I did in this game was send out a throwaway squad. Uh, four heroes which were like level zero, which I didn't really care about. I just needed to make a little bit of money, so I sent them off to a dungeon under-equipped, so I didn't have to spend money on resources, and I didn't worry when their stress got really high. I was like, yeah, whatever. These guys can just get retired after this. I'll just send them away. Like, <laughs> what's the... Yeah, use them and then move on. Like, And so there's some, there's some heroes in here who just don't have very good names. They're just the default random names instead of the Nuzlocke names which I've given everyone else. There's... Uh, uh, oh no, these are, these are two new guys who have just picked up off the wagon. Urquambor, who's a highwayman, and Blangi, who's a uh, crusader. Hi the highwayman and crusader are like the, the, the first two characters you start out with in this game. And I've lost... Uh, both of mine. Uh, the f the Dismas died, and then my Crusader, I forget his name, I just let him go, because he got too many negative quirks, he would have been too expensive to, to send to the sanitarium to fix. So it's just like, oh, see you later, <laughs> I can't have you doing that, I don't want you to be doing that in the dungeon, I don't want you to do that, and you're terrible. So, we've got Daniel K, the Abomination. I could send him out, that could be good. Uh, we've got Bill, the Jester. Uh, we've got Ryan Nidzakwita, who is a Vestal, a healer, slash clubber. We've got Skelly, who's a Hellion, someone who uses, like, a long, sort of, glaive spear. We've got Milba, uh, who's another uh, Hellion, another spear user. They're really great. They've got moves which will hit... Uh, when you encounter enemies in this game, you usually encounter them in packs of four. Uh, and different hero abilities, different attacks, will be able to target different uh, members of that pack of four. Like the front line, the middle ones, the back ones. Or like any of these three, or only this one. Or, you know, different attacks have different ranges, basically. And that's affected by where in your party uh, the hero you're using is sitting. If they're in the back line, if they're in the front, if they're in the middle. 
The Hellion, if they're at the front, have a strong attack which can hit the front line and a strong attack which can hit the very back. Called Metal Swan. Uh, which is, is very useful, because often packs of enemies will pop up and there'll be a stress uh, dealer. A stress-related enemy right at the very back. And all they do is shout abuse at your heroes. Uh, or go, you know, some of them are like madmen. Some of them are uh, skeletons with poisonous goblets, which they splash on people. But they'll usually be right at the back. So pretty hard to do damage to. And they'll just deal stress to your party through the fight. But with a Hellion, you can usually get a bang right off the bat. Uh, so we've got two Hellions to choose from. Skelly and Milba. Uh, Milba, named after my main character in Suicoden 2. Uh, we then have Ben, who's a snake woman. Uh, a shield breaker. Yeah, shield breaker is like a... Like a sort of... Almost like a sort of like... A short spear wielding monk from the desert. Uh, they just wear cloth armor. Uh, they do like snake themed attacks. They're really cool. Uh, ben, named after um, Dragoon Effect podcast, ginormous from the Dragoon Effect podcast, from the Thingy podcast, Dragoon Effect podcast. Uh, does uh, well. Ben has no positive quirks and four negative quirks, so I don't know if we'll take Ben with us. Uh, we've got Barossa, who was one of the ones I sent out on the throwaway squad, so they don't have a name. Uh, we've got another shield breaker who just, their name is blank, I never named them. We've got Evan the Pidgey, who's an occultist. Occultists, I think, do bleed-related attacks? Yeah. But they are also very effective healers. We've got Jeff and Ryan, who are a hound master, a man and a dog. I don't really like hound masters that much, I guess. Um, I've, I've found, just from playing with Jeff and Ryan one time. We've got Mordit, who's a jester. I didn't name. That's just a nothing name. We got uh, Peveril, who is a plague doctor. They are blight-related characters. They do blight skills. I like plague doctors a lot. Uh, we've got Maplet, who's another Vestal, another healer. We've got Lokathor, who's an archer, a um, chicha, an arbalist. She's level two though, and Maplet is level two as well. Uh, so I don't know if I want to send them out. It's a bit of a waste sending out a level 2 hero to a to an apprentice short dungeon. Maybe if it was medium, I'd pack some level 2s in there. But it'd be a little bit of overkill. We've got Troitel P. Hauer, who's another Plague Doctor. I'm definitely going to take a Plague Doctor. Maybe I'll take Troy. We've got Pizza Mace Games, who's a grave robber. We've got Valnar from Vampire's Dawn, who's a jester. We've got the Guildford Hotel, who is a flagellant. They, like, attack themselves to do damage to the enemy. It's a weird sort of theme. We've got Captain Barnacles, who's a bounty hunter. Bounty hunters are weird. Uh, I mean, all the, all the heroes are weird. And so, of everyone, I think I definitely want a Plague Doctor. Troy's level one. Let's put Troy in the party. Let's say there, in the third position. Um, I need another Arbalist. I need another Archer like Lokathor. Someone who can go in the back. Uh, maybe I'll put a Vestal in the back. Maybe I'll put a Healer. So let's put... Ryan's level 2. I won't take Ryan. 
Maplet's also level 2. Have I only got level 2 healers? Hmm. Maybe I'll send Brian along. The occultist. He can be my healer. Where's Brian? Oh no, Brian's dead. Who's my occultist now? Do I have an occultist? Yeah. Oh, Evan. Oh, I'm sorry, Evan. Evan's my occultist. You'll go along as my healer. I'll put him in the back. I think that he has a cool attack that can work really well from the back row. Abyssal Artillery. Uh, which has a minus 33% damage modifier, but it hits two enemies at once, so that more than makes up for it. And it hits the back two rows. What else can he do? A Weakening Curse. Minus 75% damage, but uh, debuffs the protection of enemies. That could be good. Uh, weird Reconstruction. It heals 0 to 13 points, but has a 60% chance of causing bleeding. But it's a small bleed. One point of damage per th for three rounds. So three points of damage total. Um, those are plus Demon's Pull, which he can use if he's in the back row and affects the back two enemies. A uh, 50% damage reduction. Let's see... He can also do a Sacrificial Stab, but not from the back row. Plus 15% damage versus Eldritch Abominations. Uh, okay. Alright, so his skill is a Sacrificial Stab. Like, I could... S See, I only get to choose four skills for him to have. But I've got five unlocked, so I have a choice to make. Do I want to do a Weakening Curse? Um which debuffs protection, but only does a tiny little bit of damage? Or do I want to have Sacrificial Stab, which does a good amount of damage, but he can't use from the back row? He might get shuffled around a little bit, or I might decide to pull him into the middle if I need someone to do a bunch of damage. No, I'm going to need someone to do healing. So I'll keep it like this. Uh, no, I'll take off Sacrificial Stab, and I'll put on Weakening Curse. So that's our four skills. Demon's Pull, Weird Reconstruction, Weakening Curse, and Abyssal Artillery. So he can actually not hit anyone in the front two positions of the enemy's uh, formation. But that's okay. Oh, he can hit them with a Weakening Curse, but that's got a 75% damage reduction to it. So it's only going to be doing like one or two points of damage, but debuffing them. Uh, the debuff will remove, will reduce the amount of damage they can do and also reduce the amount of protection they have. Which is good. Sometimes you get really heavily protected enemies. Okay. So that's that's two decisions made. We've got Evan the Pidgey and we have got... Uh, Evan the Pidgey is an occultist. And we've got... Uh, Troidal P. Hower, the Plague Doctor. Let's see. Oh, all of Troy's skills can be used from the back row. So maybe I should put Troy in the back. Noxious Blast. Plague Grenade. Battlefield Medicine, which cures Blight and Bleed. And Emboldening Vapors. Maybe I don't want... That's a, that's a good buff, but... Let's see, let's see... Blinding Gas? <gasps> oh. A, a good stun. 
do I want? Okay, okay, so so Troy has some stun skills, which really do come in handy quite a bit. Maybe I want to get rid of uh, the buff and then spend some money to unlock Blinding Gas, which is a, a stun on the back two enemies. Uh, I might I might do that. I'll do that in a second, though. Let's make a decision about who else is going to come. We've got the front two rows empty. Maybe we'll take our two new characters. The uh, level zero Crusader and the level zero Highwayman. They need names, though. Uh, so, Blengi the Crusader. I'm going to rename Blengi. Uh, let's just quickly rename Blengi... Um, let me see. Let's name him Tyler. Tyler. Maybe maybe we want Mr. Mr. T. Thornton. But the problem is I've forgotten how to spell Thornton. So Tyler. Tyler will have to do. Named after Mr. Thornton, the, the Meowth slash Persian, of course. So we got Tyler, the Crusader, who we'll, uh, we'll bring with us. Oh, I can't bring Tyler because Tyler's at the, um, in the sanatorium having a negative quirk removed. Oh yeah, having their antsy quirk removed. Okay, well, we can't take Tyler. We'll have to take another frontliner. We will take the, uh... The Highwayman, though, who we're going to have to give a name to. Let's see, who do I want to name the Highwayman? Let's just get on the Discord and see who's around. Ah, oh, Dusty. Dusty's always online. I never, I never speak to Dusty these days, but... Dusty's cool from the Party Roll podcast. And you know what a highway is? Dusty. Okay. Dusty, Dusty the Highwayman can come with us. Let's have a look at Dusty's skills. Pistol shot. A ranged attack. Point blank shot. Only works from the front row. Duelist Advance moves them forward once, but not if they're in the front row. Open a vein, which is a bleed skill. Tracking shot, grape shot blast, wicked slice. Let's see. Oh, this is cool. Point blank shot moves moves Dusty back one, but Duelist Advance moves Dusty forward one. So if I if I use Duelist Advance. It does an attack. So I, I'll have to have him in the second position. I can use Duelist Advance to attack one of the front three enemies. And that moves him forward. And it also activates a, activates a riposte. Which is good. Um, that means if someone hits him after that, they'll get hit a little bit. Uh, and then after that, I can do the point blank shot, which will then move him back into his normal position out of the front row. Which is good. Okay, these are good skills. I'm happy. Good work. Dusty, there you go. 
you're in our second position. And now I need a frontliner. So maybe... I'm tossing up between uh, Guildford Hotel and Captain Barnacles. It looks like that throwaway team that I talked about. I've already thrown most of them away. We could do a shield breaker. That could be good. Uh, maybe this one with no name at all. They have attacks which do blight damage. And they're only good in the front row, really. They're a bit of a... They, they have... All these attacks move them around, though. They've got some good attacks, but they all move them forward or back. That's an armor-piercing attack, though. That's pretty good. Well, if they move back... If they move back, that would put um, Dusty in the front row. And then Dusty can just do his attack, which moves him back once. So this is fine. We could have the... Like, the front two characters will be ones that move back and forward. Cool. So all I need, then, is a name for this nameless shield breaker. Um, let's see. Oh, let's name her after Meg, my sister. Who's also online on Discord. Meg, the shield breaker. Oh, Meg's got a, um, a trinket equipped. Let me see what one. What's this? The Sun Cloak. Plus 5% protection if the torch is above 75. Plus 10% dodge. Oh, plus 10% stress, though. We don't have a dedicated stress healer. That'll be fine. She can deal with it. Whatever. Okay. That's our team. Let's look if we've got any trinkets we can equip to people. Okay, what's that? The Stun Stone, plus 10% stun skill chance. We could give that to uh, Troy, because we're going to be using some of his stun skills. Barristan's Head, plus 20% stress, plus 25% protection. We definitely don't want to give Meg that. The Dark Bracer, it's all about Torch being below a certain point, so we're not going to use that. Oh, Evan's already got some really good trinkets equipped too. Ancestor's Scroll, an ancestral healing uh, trinket. Plus 10% stress too. Um, but plus 25% healing skills, really good. And then the Health Stone, minus speed but plus, plus max HP. That's good. Speed just means you go first or last, you know. It's like a dice roll with a modifier. Um, Dusty has nothing equipped. And nothing here is really that good for Dusty. Uh, level 0 heroes like Dusty get extra... They, 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 they don't do that great, basically. Um, their accuracy and their damage uh, is a little bit bad. Uh, and they take a little bit extra stress when they go out on like their first mission, basically. And who else are we taking? Troy. Oh, you've got some trinkets too. Let's have a look. The Archer's Ring plus range skills at the cost of speed. That's really good for him. 
Ah, plus blight skill chance. That's really good. Okay, we're... That's fantastic. Ooh, a blasphemous vial. Plague Doctor only. Plus 10 accuracy of range skills. Plus 20% st stun skill chance. That's great. Plus 20% blight skill chance. That's great. Plus 25% stress. That's bad. I don't want to put that on because we don't have a... See, we could put a jester in the party and they would be... Um... They would be dedicated stress healers. So if someone got their stress too high, we would start using attacks or using moves which 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 reduce people's stress. I, I'm not going to do that. We're just going to hope to not take too much stress and die of heart attacks. Let's quickly unlock Troy's skills that I wanted to unlock here at the guild. Oh, um, I'm also going to upgrade Meg's skills. It's costing a little bit of money, but I've got $33,000. Uh, I'm going to upgrade Evan's skills. And Troy. E. Great. And then what should we do? This one. Do we want the Disorienting Blast? Where we can choose from three positions and try and stun one person, one enemy. Or do we want the blinding gas, which only targets the back two positions. Sometimes there's no one in the back two positions, so that could be bad. But it, it does them both at once, so I get two, two potential stuns. Which just makes the enemy skip a turn, which is very important. You want to reduce damage as much as possible to your own party. Maybe I want the targeted... The disorienting blast, which means I get to choose who to stun of three people. Yeah. Enemy party clears all corpses. That's interesting. Accuracy 95%. It will then shuffle this the stunned person. That's pretty cool. Could move someone f closer to some to big damage to us. Well, let's see. Blinding gas. Accuracy 95. Yeah, I'll unlock the one where I get to choose. Cool. Get rid of the buff. Choose the stun. Okay. Let's go. Off to the cove for the first time. Alright, provisions. I don't think there's many... So I'll have to take shovels. In case we come across barriers. I'm only going to take two. Because it's a short one. I don't think there's going to be that many. I'm going to take a stack of torches. Maybe a stack and a half. A stack of eight and a stack of four. Um, I always over-provision. Because I don't like to do badly. I don't like the feeling of failure. Even if success is a little bit expensive sometimes. I usually make my money back. We're definitely going to need food. I'm going to take a stack and a half of food. Twelve. And... Six. Does that make sense? Maybe I only want 12. I do have a healer. So as we go through the dungeon, we'll get, uh, like... We'll get, uh, hunger checks every now and again. Sort of randomly. We'll have to sort of stop and eat. But if we don't have any food, we'll start to starve. And we do... That does terrible, like, damage to the party and also stress damage. But I think... 
probably 12 food is enough for this short one. We'll take some keys, in case we find locked treasure chests, three of them. Take some holy water, in case we find some good trinkets to interact with. Take some, uh, some, what is this? Anti-venom. Uh, oh, it already gave me one. So that means I think that this, this place might be full of, like, poisonous stuff. If it already gives you one to start with. There's medicinal herbs, uh, which which get rid of debuffs, but you can also use them in the dungeon to unlock stuff sometimes. All of these little supply items, like anti-venom, bandages, holy water, and medicinal herbs, you sometimes run across things. Sacrificial altars, or co strange cobwebs, or buckets of knives, or whatever, and you've got to sort of use your supply items. Like bandages, you usually use them to stop bleeding. To, to stop damage over time in your party. But you can also wrap them around your hands to rummage through a bucket full of knives and maybe find, like, a cool trinket at the bottom or something like that, you know? You've got to have them in those situations. Uh, so I always take... Let's take, like, two bandages and two medicinal herbs. And that leaves us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven empty spaces to pick up stuff. Pick up some cool treasure on the way. I think that's everything. Let's go. Loading, loading screen. Well, I've been recording for like 50 minutes. So watch this take five minutes to do this whole dungeon or something like that. Some silly ratio like that. But it's the first episode. I've got a lot to explain. Going forward, I'll have a lot to explain too. There's a lot to explain in this game. These salt-soaked caverns are teeming with pelagic nightmares. They must be flushed out. Alright, so Pelagic Nightmares, yeah. So, this game, the interface of this game, it's like, uh, I get to see my party all standing in a row. I get to see the background, which is beautiful. Um, and then down the bottom, I've got my little heads-up display. It's got information on the character I currently have selected, which I can swap. Evan, Troy, Dusty, and Meg. Um... But I also get to see the map. This game, the dungeons kind of work like a board game. Where I get to see the, the whole map. Uh, and there are rooms which are connected by hallways. And the hallways are like, oh, there might be four, four squares. Five square long hallways. Three square long hallways. Whatever. But I can't see what's in the squares yet. We're going to walk down those hallways. And see what there is between the different rooms. I can't see what's in the rooms yet. Every time I enter a room... There's like a random, uh, there's a, a there's like a dice roll which happens, which is a scouting check. I might get to see what's in the hallway in the room ahead of me or around me, uh, and that's really good, really important because it helps you make decisions about where on the board game map you want to go. So yeah, um, at the moment we've sort of entered this dungeon at the middle of a um, sort of in the middle. So there's a there's two ways we can go, and we'll have to do a bit of backtracking, which kind of sucks. Uh, I'm going to explore the shorter path first. This mission is a skirmish. We have to complete 100% of room battles. There'll also be hallway battles, but they're not important for the mission. So if I get a scout, and I get to see that there's a battle coming up in the hallway ahead of me, but the room is just an empty room, or there's just a trinket in the room, or a, a curio, whatever, um, I might not take that. I might not, I might not do a fight just to get to an empty room, because that's not what we're here to do. We're here to do all the room battles. 
Um, the, the like the the main scene of this game is your characters, who are these two D sprites, uh, walking through a slightly parallaxing two uh, D environment. Uh, you'll never see them from the back or from the other side or anything like that. You only see them from the side. It's imagine like a sort of like a shadow puppet theater or something as they walk through this amazing environment. And because the the view is so constrained, you know, it's not a 3D environment. It's not uh, the sprites don't have like multiple angles to them. What the developers have been able to do is really hone the art style until it's absolutely superb. It's a very strong uh, Mike Mignola look, Hellboy, uh, with like black, like strong uh, black geometric ink work, lots of very black shadows, uh, and then like almost sort of like a watercolor style uh, underlayer of color to it. Um, yeah, it's a really great good, solid, atmospheric art style which matches the game perfectly. Alright, so without further ado, let's decide to go to this left path, which is two two rooms connected by two hallways. We haven't had a scout, we've got no idea what's coming, let's do it. Oh, first things first, we run across a barrier, a wall. We've got to use one of our two shovels. We've got to use one of our two shovels to clear it. Did I really only take two shovels? Yes, I've only got one shovel left. That sucks. If I come, against, up, come up against another barrier and I don't have a shovel, it'll be digging through it by hand, which does stress and we lose torchlight. The torchlight, like the light in the environment is always reducing and the lower it gets... Oh shit, our first fight. Three fishmen. Uh, one of them's doing a stress wave attack, but our heroes dodged it. One's doing a seaward slash. It tar targeted Dusty, but he dodged. Amazing job. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, we're fighting a drowned thrall, a pelagic groper, and a pelagic shaman. So we've got like two fishmen and one kind of bloated zombie. I happen to know that the drowned thrall, I think, is going to explode. Uh, it's Eldritch. Uh, so Evan could do extra damage if we had a, equipped his stab, which we haven't. Uh, so I, I think I want to target this guy, the Drowned Thrall, who's in the front position. Uh, oh. Yeah, the Fishmen have 50% bleed resistance, which means it's a coin toss if our bleed attacks uh, do bleed to them. Uh, but only a 10% blight resistance. But the Drowned Thrall, because it's a zombie and not a fishman, has low bleed and blight resistance. Um, so, Meg can do a an armor-piercing spear attack. This thing isn't armored, though. Or she can do Adder's Kiss, which will send her back one space. And do three points of blight for three rounds. I think we want to do that. Um, yeah, that's great. She can only use it from the front row. It can only target the, the, the first two enemies. But there's... It's like... There's no damage modifier to it. So it's just a straight up attack. It'll do 5 to 10 damage to this drowned thrall. Who has 14 hit points. Let's do it. Bang. 7 hit points. And landed the blight. So it'll be dead in... How many did I say? It's got 15 hit points. I just did 7. 
So it's got eight hit points left. And every time, every every turn, it's going to take three damage. So we've got to hit it one more time, otherwise it might explode on like the third turn or something. So Troy can probably hit it. Uh, with a Noxious Blast. Which does two damage and stacks the Blight. Great. So that thing is now taking eight damage per per round, so it'll die on its next turn. Oh, it'll die on this turn. It hasn't made a move yet, so that's good. Okay. So now, Dusty... Oh, Dusty has a, a bleed attack, which would have been really good to target that thing with. Hmm, I've done the wrong thing. I should have gotten Troy to target one of the fishmen, because now only Dusty, all he can do from the front position is a point-black shot, which will only point blank shot, which will only affect this uh, this zombie, or open a vein, which can we can target the first fishman, but it's only got like a fifty percent chance of landing the the bleed. Let's do that anyway. Eight damage, great, amazing, and it landed the bleed. Okay. Great is the weapon that cuts on its own. The exploding zombie died of blight. Uh, and now, Evan, the occultist. There's nothing for him to heal, so let's just target someone with a weakening curse. Uh, I think the grouper, because he's the one that's going to do physical damage. Nice! A crit. Three damage, plus the debuff. Okay, the shaman does a stress attack on Evan. Uh, 20 stress. Uh, all he can really do is... Let's debuff the Shaman. Oh, another crit from Evan. Amazing. Every time a hero crits, the ones, like, uh, them and the heroes around them will get a little bit of stress healing. Because they're like, yeah, we're great. Uh, Troy can... Let's see. Is this Fishman going to die? No, not quite. Uh, let's hit it with a Noxious uh, thingo. Uh, great, it's going to die before its next turn. And now Dusty, who's still in first position, is going to do another bleed attack on the Shaman. Who dodged it? Never mind. Uh, Meg can do a piercing attack, which will move her forward once, so Dusty won't be in the front row again. And it killed the Shaman, and the Groper died of its blight and bleed. And we've got 25 bucks, four crests, which will help us upgrade the town when we get back, and some citrine, yellow like fading hope. Uh, one citrine stone worth 250 bucks. Let's take it. Now let's keep on moving. Oh, shit. We found a barnacle encrusted chest, a treasure chest blanketed in barnacles. Now I happen to know that we can try and open this thing, but if we use a shovel, It'll just pop open and we'll get some good stuff from it. I don't want to use a shovel though. I've only got one shovel left. Let's just try and open it and see what happens. I've never never interacted with this thing. I've just watched a Let's Play where someone interacted with it. Let's see. I, so I don't know what happens when you just try and open it normally. Hey, there's still booty inside. We got crests and 250 bucks. Nice. We would have gotten a little bit more if we'd used a shovel, but it wouldn't have been worth it. Uh, okay. Our uh, torchlight has gotten down to 64%. We're in dim light. I'm going to use one of our torches to bring us back up to 89%, which will um, 
increase the chance of us getting a scout check and see what's in the rooms ahead, and also increase the chance of us surprising monsters, which means we get to move first. Sometimes, like, if you kill a monster in a surprise round... Oh! There's a fight with four... Two fishmen and two, like, human cult members. One of them is rending Meg. Uh, and now it's Meg's turn. Let's see. So, yeah, we've got a cultist brawler, who's a human. We've got a pelagic groper. We've got a cultist acolyte, who's a stress... Uh, a, a stress attacker. And we've got another shaman. So we've got two people in the back row who are stress attackers. That's no good. Uh, let's see. What do we want to do? Let's just, uh, let's just do a spear attack on this... On this shaman. Bang. Eight damage. It's almost dead already. Troy. Uh, plague grenades. Which will blight the back two. Yeah, they both, they both got the blight. Uh, the Groper did a seaward slash and attacked Meg. Oh, an Eldritch pull on Troy has shuffled him into the first position. That's not good for him at all. Uh, Evan, let's see. Uh, just do your abyssal artillery, which will damage the back two, which are the two stress attackers, and that has kills the shaman. Um, amazing. The Cultist Acolyte now has a four damage blight on her, and she only has four hit points left, so she'll die uh, on her next turn. And now Dusty, Duelist Advance, which will activate a repost and target the, the Fishman or the Cultist? I guess just target the Cultist. No, target the Fishman. Great. Ah, that's moved Meg back into the third position. So now Troy can't do anything. All he can do is move. And he can only move back one. That sucks. That puts Dusty in the first position. He can do a point-blank shot on the cultist. Bang, which will send him back. Ah, oh, fuck. I didn't think that through at all because it's just put Troy back in first position. It really did damage the, uh, the cultist, though. I think that means that maybe... Um... Nope, Evan can't target that cultist at all. Let's do some healing. Heal Meg for me, please. Oh, great. Two health, but Meg resists the bleed, which is good. The Groper does a Seaward Slash on Dusty, who reposts before damage. The other cultist has died. So we're just fighting a low-health Fishman and a low-health cultist. Uh, Meg can do a... Let's see... Just a piercing attack, which will bring her forward. Great, she killed the big cultist. There's just a fishman left. He does a seaward slash on Troy. Crits for 14 damage. Whoa, everybody takes a bunch of stress for that. Troy is down to... Um, where's your health? Why can't I see your health? Yeah, down past half health. That's no good. Troy needs some healing from Evan. Hey, eight healing. That's okay. But the bleed landed, so Troy's going to be bleeding. Meg, kill the fishman. Fishman's dead. We've got 550 bucks and a, a low-level trinket. 
a dodge stone. Plus four dodge, minus one speed. Let's just straight up equip that to Meg. There you go. Um, let's see, let's see. Okay, there's a there's a, a curio here in this room. I don't know what it is. It's, it's like a clamshell. A giant oyster. A live oyster. Who knows what value it hides? We could investigate or we could use one of our items. So I don't know what. Let's try bandages. Nope, the item had no effect. I wasted a bandage. That's okay. Let's try uh, the anti-venom. Maybe it's a poisonous oyster. Nope, no effect. We wasted an anti-venom. But now we can see, like, every time you, you use an item like that, it's not really wasting it because the, the effect that it had is recorded. So I can see it has no effect at all. Um, we could use medicinal herbs on it. Nope, no effect. We could use a torch on it. Nope, no effect. It looks like we just have to investigate. Uh, okay. Nope, it's just... There was nothing in there. Nothing happened. Nothing at all. But we learnt a lot about what does and doesn't work. Maybe I should have thrown holy water on it. Um, let's see. Let's shuffle Troy back to the back position. Yeah, he's on 19 out of 26 health. Uh, and that bleed is just one damage for three rounds, so it's just going to do three damage. It's not worth me doing anything about that, I don't think. I've only got one bandage just left. Let's move on to the next room. Oh, ho, ho, ho. There's another barnacle-encrusted treasure chest, which we're just going to open. Oh, there's still booty inside. Some crests and some busts. A sculpted bust of a once-prominent local figure. That's going to help me upgrade the towns, the town. The homestead. The townstead. Uh, we haven't had a good scout. Troy's still bleeding. Gonna use a torch. The light. The promise of safety. Oh! A fight. Three fishmen and a madman. That's no good. Uh, two gropers, a shaman and a madman. A human madman. Seaward slash on Meg. Five damage. Okay, Dusty. Duelists advance. Activate the repost. Uh, target the Shaman. Bang! Eight damage to the Shaman. Great. The repost is activated. The Madman. Oh. Does a... Does a stress attack on Troy, which is inflicted with... Well, yes. Yeah, so... Troy uh, has become under the influence of horror, which means he'll take three stress per round for four rounds. There's not much I can do about that. Uh, Meg. Oh. Can. From this second position, Meg can do a captivate attack, which will blight the middle two fishmen. Oh, no, no, one of the middle two. We could kill the... Hmm. We could kill the Shaman. Like that. Yeah! Crit, 11 damage, a dead Shaman. So we don't need to worry about the Shaman next turn. Uh, one of the Fishmen has its turn. Oh, great! Dusty dodged it and then reposted for 6 damage. And now, Troy, it's your turn. Take a little bit of stress damage. Ooh, we could stun the stress person. Or we could blight him. 
Not effectively, though. Okay, we could do a Noxious Blast on this middle Fishman. And we might be able to kill it before the next round. So it's got 8 HP. The Noxious Blast does 5 points of Blight damage for 3 rounds. 7, 8. So, but it has an 80% damage mod. Oh no, we can't possibly kill it. We can only do 2 damage to it. Oh, unless we crit. Let's just do it anyway. Yuck! Oh, okay, a crit for 2 damage. Never mind, my understanding of this game is not the best. Um, Evan... I wonder. It's probably best if you just heal Troy. Yeah, crit heal, 22 damage. Also healed for uh, stress, and Troy resisted the bleed. The madman is shouting stuff at the entire party. Everyone takes like 10 stress. A fishman does a seaward slash on Dusty, who reposts, but both attacks missed. Point blank shoot the fishman. Bang, 11 damage. It's almost dead. Uh, Troy, land a bleed on that fishman. It'll die before its next turn. Uh, and Meg, kill this fishman. Thank you. It's done five damage, and then it the blight takes care of it. So the only person left for us to worry about is this doomsayer, the stress attacker. Um, who's totally unharmed. Uh, Evan, it's Evan's turn. Evan's going to need to heal Meg. Whoa, 21 healing! Oh my gosh, that trinket that he's got on is fantastic. Uh, the Doomsayer does an accusation on Troy, who resisted it, but the horror landed. So Troy's stress is going to be going up. Um, Meg just hit this guy with a spear. Oh, he dodged. Dusty... Duelist's advance or open a vein? Which is the bleed attack. Yeah, do the bleed attack. Oh, he dodged. Oh, uh, yeah, Troy. Troy says he doesn't like this. He takes some stress damage. Noxious blast. There we go. Two damage, but a strong blight. Uh, and then Evan. Heal Dusty for four points. Oh, but landed the bleed. So really, it only healed one point. Oh, Evan, it's your turn again, but you can't really do anything, so I just, I guess, debuff the madman. Oh, that does two damage. I should have been doing that more. Dusty. Uh, open a vein. Six damage, nice. Landed the bleed. That thing's going to die before its next turn. It takes seven damage of blight and bleed and is dead. Oh, we got it. We got a trinket. A Blight Charm. Plus 20% Blight Resist and minus 2 Dodge. That's not that great. We'll take it because we can sell it. Impressive haul. If you value such things. <laughs> if you value such things. Alright, we're running out of room. We've got one empty space in our inventory. But some of this stuff is not that well... Yeah. Organised. Cool. We'll, we'll, we've now got a stack of eight torches and a stack of one torch. So pretty soon we're going to use up that one torch and we'll have another space. Going to keep on going. Oh, there's a crate here. Stashed heirlooms. Two busts. We've already got two busts and they stack, which is really good. What's happening? Okay, Dusty's going to take one more point of bleed damage. 
Troy is going to take another six points of stress over the next two rounds. And his stress is like, hang on. Three, four, five. He's at 50 stress at the moment. 50-something stress. Let's see. 59 stress. Okay. Uh, Evan's on 27 stress. Dusty's on 35 stress. And Meg's on 22 stress. Uh, okay. And now we reach the room. If there's a battle in here, I had to come here. There's nothing in here. I didn't have to come to the end of this empty hallway. Alright, let's backtrack to the very beginning where we started. Everyone, well, Troy is, is taking his stress damage. There we go, that's all done. Now he's on 65. Um, let me go through this corridor. I'm going to use a torch. In radiance, may we find victory. People don't like to backtrack. Everyone's taking a little bit of stress as we walk. And now we are back to where we started. No scout. That's a shame. And I'm going to go up this time. And who knows what's in this hallway. Oh, a trap. Shit. Dusty fell into a trap and took a bit of damage. Aha. We just found an unburnt torch. Salvaged one torch. Waiting to be spent. I'm going to use a torch. The match is struck. A blazing star is born. Go into the next room. Oh, we got a scout. Great. Okay, that's a good scout. Because up ahead of us is a T-junction. Um, there's a two-square corridor before the next room. There's a trap in that corridor, so that's good. We can disarm it now that we know about it. We have a chance to disarm it anyway. And then there is a an empty room. Uh, but there's a path to the left and a path to the right on the board game map. The path to the right leads down a long corridor with two curios and a trap to an empty room. We don't need to go to that empty room. The path to the left uh, goes down a corridor, corridor with one curio, one wall that I need my last shovel for, and then a battle in the last room. So we're going to go do that battle. If we're in good shape, we will then go across to the other side, the empty room, just to get the two curios on the way, just because I don't know what they are. I'm curious. Curios. So let's go up. We'll disarm the trap, hopefully. Oh, a hunger track, hunger check. We've got to eat. Everyone eats one piece of food. Here's the trap. What's everyone's trap disarm? Meg has a 70% chance to disarm a trap. Dusty has an 80% chance. Uh, uh, Evan has a 60%. And Troy has a 70%. So Dusty is going to disarm this trap. Trap disarmed. That heals 8 stress for him. I guess it's satisfying to disarm, successfully disarm traps. And go through into this empty room. Um, sometimes you want to, like, even if the whole place is full, like fully scouted, like it is at the moment, you can still get a scout check which will reveal a secret room. So it's a good idea to keep the torchlight high to increase the scout chance, just to get a good profitable secret room. Alright, um, I'm going to use a torch, keep the torchlight high, it's good for stress, and surprise, and we're going to go to the left towards the room battle. So there's nothing in this hallway except for a curio and a wall. 
Oh! Oh! Okay. An eerie coral. There's something odd about this coral. Yeah. Um, so, I happen to know that if I pour holy water on this weird coral that we found, it will... Uh, It'll get rid of a negative quirk. So let's look at everyone's negative quirks. Meg is... Her, she's got two negative quirks. Tuck it out. 10% damage if HP is below 50%. Minus 10% damage, I mean. And Warren's Phobe. Plus 20% stress in the Warrens. Uh, Dusty is a tippler. In town, he will only drink. And... Oh, flawed release. Minus 5% crit chance on range skills. Evan is a germ germaphobe. Minus 10% accuracy if he's blighted. And slow draw. Minus 4 speed on the first round. And Troy is enlightened, a wieldphobe, and witness. Enlightened means in town, only meditation for stress relief. In town, will only meditate for stress relief. Uh, plus 20% stress in the wield, and witness will not take part in prayer activity in town after certain traumatic events. <laughs> Sorry, Troy. So, so I don't know which one I want to get rid of. I don't like losing accuracy, so maybe germaphobe is good to get rid of. But then Evan mostly heals. I don't think healing is affected by accuracy at all. None of these really make me angry. None of these are terrible. Troy. Maybe we could get rid of his enlightened negative. Oh, but meditating's okay. We'll only meditate. See, these... These negative quirks kind of stack well with each other, because he's a witness and he's enlightened, so he'll only meditate, but then the other negative thing says, oh, he won't pr pr pray. But that's already stated in the enlightened negative quirk. Um, maybe Meg will either get rid of Tuck It Out, which is minus 10% damage if HP is below 50, or Warren's Foe, which is extra stress in the Warrens, which is the pig area. I can't choose which of the two, it's a random chance. So let's just get Meg to throw holy water on this curio. The item had no effect. Okay, so maybe it's medicinal herbs which we use. There we go. Warren's phobe quirk removed. So we've got rid of the extra stress in the Warrens. That's not that exciting, but it's good to get rid of... Because I can get rid of them in town at the sanatorium, but it's expensive. It costs thousands of bucks to get rid of negative quirks. Okay, let's use a shovel on this wall. Let's use a torch. The way is lit. The path is clear. Let's have a fight we in this last room. Only the strength to follow it. Oh! Oh! Okay, we've surprised them. That's good, but it's a bad lineup. Um, we've got a guy here in front. A Pelagic Guardian, who has 33% protection. So that's like, we do 33% less damage to it. And it also has the ability to guard other people, I think. Um, so that means when we target uh, one of these two human cultists, or this fishman in the back, the Pelagic Groper, uh, he might like take the damage on their behalf, and it'll be less damage. So we want to get rid of him. 
Um, Troy goes first. Use a noxious... Oh. Use a noxious blast on him. Land a blight. It's got only 10% blight resistance. So that's great. It's now taking 5 damage for 3 rounds of blight. It's got 25 health. It's a real tank. Oh my god. Uh, Dusty. Duelist advance the guardian. Only does 3 damage because of the protection. But now the repost is activated. Evan. Um... Oh, Weakening Curse. That's a great one. Debuffs the damage they do and the protection they have. So debuff the Guardian and do two damage. And now Meg. Well, your piercing spear bypasses guard anyway. Wow, a crit for 14 damage. Okay, it's going to die before its next turn, I think. Because of the... Yep. Bingo. Oh, that's great. That's a great first turn. They were surprised, which meant all four of us meant to go first. Great Dusty landed at a post on this human cultist. The other cultist uh, did a stress attack on him for 21 stress, but got 6 damage of repost damage. Dusty, you're amazing. But he's bleeding too. Dusty's bleeding. And then Troy just uh, dodged a spear attack. Great, Dusty did 6 repost damage to the, the Stress Cultist, who's now almost dead. Um, Troy can probably kill the Stress Cultist, but it's probably better for him to target the Cultist Brawler with a Blight. Great. 2 damage. It was a crit, so we heal some Stress. Uh, it's doing a Rend for the Old Gods, but Meg dodges it. The Blight has damaged it so much that it, on its next turn it will die. So we don't need to worry about it anymore. Uh, Evan. Heal Dusty. Crit heal for 18. Resisted the bleed and healed for stress. That's great. Meg. Let's see. Kill the stress cultist. Great. Done. Seven damage. Dusty. Uh, Duelist advance on the grouper. We've got to start targeting that fish who's taken no damage whatsoever. The brawler has died of blight. Meg hit that fish for eight damage. It's only got one point of health left. Troy. Whack. Get it. Get that fish. Great. Success. Yeah. Or is it merely a trick of the light? No, it's real success. Okay, so we got two bits of food from that. We got eight crests, which is good for us. And we got an anti-venom. And quest complete. But we're going to remain in the dungeon so we can uh, we can go check out that other... Um, the other thingo. We've got two... Um, Dusty's going to take two points of bleed damage. And we've got two bandages. But I'm not going to do anything about it. It's fine. We'll be fine. Uh, let's start backtracking. Past the cool coral. There's his two points. A hunger square. Eat your food, everyone. It's cool. We got some extra food in that fight. 
which means we're in no danger of running out during this backtracking mission. And now, I'm going to use a torch. I'm going to go down this hallway. Uh, Dusty is going to disarm a trap for us. Oh, nope, he fell into the trap. Took two damage. 19 stress and a debuff. Minus 20 dodge for 12 rounds and minus 5 speed for 12 rounds. That sucks. I think Evan... Yeah. Evan suffered a similar fate. Here's one of the two curios that are in this hallway. It's a... Oh! It was a bag with a map in it, but the map did nothing for us. The next curio is an unburnt torch. Which will light right away. We'll have full torch light when we step into this next door, into the last room. And hopefully we'll get a one last scout check which will reveal a secret room. No. You might not even get secret rooms in short dungeons. But that's it. That's every single thing explored. Every room we've been to, every curio we've investigated, it's time to go back home. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard him say that before. At last, wholesome marine life can flourish, if indeed there is such a thing. Alright, we got not a great payday, but a great heirloom uh, day. We got 3,000 bucks for completing the quest, plus 1,500 bucks worth of treasure that we brought back. Um, we got three deeds for uh, completing the quest, but then 24 crests and 4 busts, just that we found along the way. Uh, and we got the the, the gunpowder. Oh, uh, everyone's up to level 1 now. Meg has picked up Warren's Phobia, as well as Photomania. 20% stress if Torch is above 75%. No, above 75, yeah, 20%. In, uh, wait Photomania? Oh this is fantastic Minus 20% Stress received if the torch is above 75 And I always keep it above 75 So that's a great thing, cool But plus 20% Stress in Warrens, which I think is actually The one that we got rid of in her Which is great, Dusty has picked up Fingerphobia, which is Plus 20% stress if torch is above 75%, the opposite of what Meg got So we're going to have to cure that and Troidal got second wind, plus 10% damage if HP is below 50%, which is whatever. So Dusty, I'm going to put him in the sanatorium and get rid of that, that bad quirk, because I don't like it. My obsession caused this great foulness, and it is shameful that I must rely upon you to set it right. Okay, uh, some town activity. Tyler underwent effective treatment for his quirk. Antsy. It was removed. So that's great. Uh, let's see. Let's put Dusty in the sanatorium. Let's get rid of... Fangophobia. For 1,200 bucks. He says, hey, why the leather straps? As he goes into the sanatorium. Um, 
He's also really stressed out. So after he gets out of the sanatorium, he's going to need to go to the either the church or the tavern to remove some stress in town. Who else is really stressed after that? Troy is stressed. Troy? Okay. Enlightened and a witness. Which means I think you won't go to the tavern. Let's find out. Yeah, I need quiet. I need to breathe to empty my mind. So he won't go into the tavern. I must meditate to clear my mind. The only response to adversity is acceptance, says Troy when we try and put him in the in the tavern, which is really good. Let's put him in the abbey in the church. Here we go. Yeah, in the cloister. Peace through meditation. Death, glory, pain and pleasure are all one, says Troy. As he goes into the cloister. That cost us 850 bucks to put him in there. But it's worth it to get rid of all the stress. Everyone else is fine. I think passively like 20 points of stress are healed each week anyway. Uh, so the only other person, Evan. Meg has negligible stress. Only 10 points. Evan has like 30 points of stress, but he'll be fine. Don't need to put anyone else in any of these places. We could put people in the cloister, the transept to pray to a higher power, or the penitence hall. Flagellation brings absolution. Um, let's check out the stagecoach and see who has arrived. Our roster is full, so we can't take anyone. We've got two bounty hunters and a shield breaker, so I don't need any of them. That's fine. I don't care. You guys can just chill out here and move along. And that's it. No one died. Anything interesting in the Nomad Wagon? Oh, uh, Fortifying Garlic. A very rare trinket for 25,000 bucks. Just uh, Blight, Bleed, and Disease Resistance. I don't care about that. Protection Stone for 5,000. Plus 5 protection. Minus 1 speed. Yeah, I don't... No, that's fine. Okay. That's it. Alright, listeners. It's the end of the episode. We, we successfully did it. We started the mission with 33,000, and now we've got 28,000. So we lost money, mostly through um, um, leveling up people's skills before we went on that mission. So that's stuff that's going to benefit them in years to come. That's fine. I don't really care much about that. It's a shame that the mission that we sent them on didn't pay for the level ups, but whatever. That's fine. It's been a long episode. It's been like an hour and a half. Um, see, what I've been doing is I've been going on my own little room in the Discord. And whenever I play Darkest Dungeon, I've been like just sort of posting what characters are going to go out into the dungeon. Is it Troy? Is it Lokathor? Is it Bill who's going to go out into the dungeon? And then I've been saying what happens to them. Are they dead? Did they make it back? Are they, did they get a negative quirk? they become insane or abusive or whatever um, and then if I fight a boss I'll share a picture of the boss and say alright we're going to go in and fight the boss and I, sh I share how it went and it's all been text and I got some feedback from like Bill and the like saying hey I'd love to listen to this as an audio only let's play and I think now you've learned that no you don't no you haven't because this has been a very rambling very long episode in which not actually a lot happened I think maybe that this game is it's great to watch, and maybe it's great to read about what happened. But actually to listen to it, I don't know if this has been very enjoyable for anyone. 
It's been pretty rambly. And so, yeah. I mean, prove me wrong if you loved this. Don't just say you loved it because this is the first episode of the Daniel K's Let's Plays which you've heard in months because I haven't been active recently because, oh my god, I've been busy. I promise. I've been working hard. Hard at work. Doing jobs. Looking after a family. Not bringing home the bacon because I got one of those jobs that doesn't pay very much money, but it's good to do anyway. <laughs> I bring home the gruel and the scraps that we can subsist on. Um, yeah, but if you particularly enjoyed this, let me know on the Discord or on Twitter and I'll do more. Uh, but if you didn't particularly enjoy it, just wait around and I'll do something different instead. How about that? How about that? Just wait around and I'll go back to doing Pikmin and Pokemon Silver. Boy, oh boy, I've been listening to... Um, I've been li listening to Brett from Skeleton House Podcast, the, comma, the, do his uh, Pokemon Silver Nuzlocke, and it's been really good. It's been so much fun. Um, I said that on mic when I was talking to Pizza when we were doing the Pizza Cast. We record every week. Uh, I said that to Pizza that I've been really enjoying Brett. Or maybe I just said it when Pizza was out of the room doing some pizzery business. I don't know what. I forget. Oh, putting away her groceries. Um, but that episode won't come out for like a month or two or three or four. So, uh, yeah, here it is in real time. Skeleton, I like your podcast. There you go. In real time. And you get to wait a month and then hear me say that again. All right, listeners. Check out the Skeleton House podcast. Wait around, they'll do more stuff. Check out the Pizza Cast. I'm like, I'm still here. I'm still present. I'm still putting out episodes, just not in this feed. I very regularly do a podcast with pizza. Every six days that updates, so you can go ahead and subscribe to the Pizza Cast, and you'll hear me do a Let's Play every six days with pizza, and it's great. We're about to finish the old Vampires Dawn game and start another game. We're going to start another game. No one could possibly guess what game we start. It would be impossible. I think every single human being in the world could guess what game we play and that every single one would get it wrong. Except for maybe one who's like a super fan of this game for some reason. And so that's the answer to every single question that gets asked to them. I don't know. All right. Bye.